for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder all over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2, <laughs> I can't speak today, Luke 219, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And we are talking, my guest today, my co-host is sweet Anna Crafty Pierce. Sometimes I forget to put your last name in there, Anna. That's okay. I don't mind. So we want to thank Home Instead together. Anna and I are grateful for Home Instead Senior Care. They provide trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your loved one's needs. And we are so grateful for them, and I'm grateful for you, sweet Anna. I am really happy to be here. So our topic today is really fun for me, and I know it is for you, too. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. The topic is Backyard Summer Adventures. I just don't even know where to start. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Okay, so I'm going to start with a big philosophical concept because I know that's you and I love those kind of things. So I ask this question, why our own backyard, why does our own backyard need to be conducive to the imagination of our children? And I want to hear what you have to say about that. I think it might be a little chicken or the egg. Oh, really? Because, because you know, does... I, does your your philosophy about imagination come first, or does the engaging, you know, your backyard being engaged in the imagination bring you to having a philosophy about imagination? Uh, my sweet husband, our whole marriage, from maybe from the minute he met me, he he loves things to be inexpensive, and then <laughs> he knows I like presents. I like to know he thought of me when I wasn't around. And so, and then I love outdoor things. So he figured out early on if he found a beautiful butterfly or a little, you know, bluebird egg or something like that, he could save it and bring it to me and it would be free and it would be thoughtful. It would be thoughtful because I love those things and I love to draw them and paint them and inspect them and be intrigued by what God made. And they're beautiful. I'd so much prefer a butterfly to a bouquet of cut grocery store flowers. So he figured that out and that, that, Somehow that's become kind of a philosophy for us, and he's teaching it right now to our children where my kids run up to me, Mama, Mama, look at this beautiful flower, and it's some little weed they pulled out of the grass because it's what their daddy does. (laughs) I love that. You know what? I remember that early, and we started seeing some beautiful illustrative-type drawings from you because he was giving you things like eggs and butterflies and frogs and... I had a jar full of butterflies at one point. Skeletons of 
lizards. I mean, it was really cool. Some of the stuff he found to give you when y'all were very first married. I, uh-huh. I remember that was a bit of a surprise to me and, and it became very dear to my heart quickly to well, see how yesterday I, my daughter accosted me with this little egg in her hand. And I mean, it was, she, oh, by about the same moment, she showed it to me. It was being crushed because her little hand, she couldn't figure out how to hold it delicately enough. But she was so proud of it, and she and Daddy oh, had found it in the yard. So I, I don't know if, I don't know which thing comes first, if a love of creation triggers um, a philosophy about imagination and the outdoors, or if, you know, like you have a philosophy as a family about imagination and therefore you make your yard you know, conducive to that. But, um, but it's kind of worked both ways at our house. Well, I love the way it, it, I love the way you've engaged the grandparents in the process too. And just for an example, I always try to keep in mind when we talk, there are a lot of people listening in and they need good ideas because they're using their resources carefully. And so I love that about your family. Your, your yard didn't have a fence. Well, you can't really have toddlers and not have a fence. And so your father-in-law came over and your, your brother, and, and so your, this was so dear to me. Your father-in-law taught my son how to build a fence in your yes. backyard when he was yes. like 18 or 20. My, our son was. Uncle Will yes. learned to build a fence with his, you oh. know, the, the grand, one of the grandfathers of his yeah. nephew. So I love that. But also what was sweet about that is he was he knew how to do it using four by fours and wire. So it was relatively in, I mean it fencing is always expensive, it's a, but it it's a it was, farm fence. It was a be- and it turned out so beautifully and yeah. it keeps those little ones in and then you have privacy because of your bushes and we have a lot of growth here in East Texas, so things just spring up. So you have a lot of privacy for your kids, but also the safety factor became more, my, you know. You, my fence is cheaper than, than chain link. The fence he put up is cheaper than chain link, and it's much more beautiful. I might and, need you to give us a picture of that so I can put that with a blog yeah, so that people can see how beautiful that fence is in your beautiful sweet. yard. And the other thing is someday if my kids are grown and we don't need a fence, if we don't have pets and we don't have small children for, you know, for an era of life, we can take it out really easily and inexpensively too. So it's a, it's a very versatile, sweet thing he gave to us. Well, I really love that. And I love the idea of having boundaries around your backyard because yeah. even though you want to encourage your kids to use their imagination, in your case, you could turn your toddlers loose at three and four and they're safe because you have a window right there where you can keep an eye on them, but you could be working at your, your art graphic design table and still be able to see your children within that fence in every corner of that section of the yard. So well, that's an ideal situation that I just want to encourage all moms to kind of look for that. To quote one of my favorite people on the whole planet, my first boss, and uh, he always said that boundaries create freedom. Yeah, I agree with that. I know who that is. And he's, that was on he's, horseback in an arena. He's wise but, in so uh, many ways. We learned. My toddlers got, have a, they have a lot more independence and freedom because I know they're safe. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And then in addition, some of the things we've done in the backyard is we let y'all create that tree fort. Well, we didn't put boundaries or try to make it perfect. It was, it was in the trees in our back, way back in the, 
kind of a big backyard. You could hardly see it from the house when y'all were in junior high. And we had to have a ladder to get into it. So uh, I, I think that was kind of cool because y'all, y'all built it with crazy looking wood. I mean, it was just probably the ugliest treehouse that ever existed, but it was so cool. It was such a and great... And we had such a great hill. So the front end was so high, we felt like we were on top of the world. And then was, we put in safety features without thinking of them as safety features. We made our own rope ladder out of some boards we cut holes in. And we put the rungs far apart because we didn't want the quote-unquote little kids to get in. <laughs> we were thinking that we were making it more exclusive. And I'm sure you took one look at it and th- thought, oh, my goodness, thank goodness that none of those little kids can get up there and then fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the whole idea. We didn't want access to it to be easy. So that was why we insisted it. you either had to have a ladder that we'd take in and people couldn't even get up there at all, you know, or right. the rope y'all made was pretty awesome, too. Well, I love that tree for it. You, you guys named it. And then the other thing y'all did that I thought was so cool, of course, we live on the lake and there was a barge across the, one of our across the street neighbors had an old barge that uh, was broken down and it had no motor. So y'all just took a big pole and you would push it up and down the canal. We, we'd go out in the woods and find old, the small pine trees that had died that were nice and tall and straight and knock them over. That were dead, uh-huh. you know, and they just hadn't rotted yet. We knock them over and take those poles down to the canal and shove them into the, the dirt and push that boat up and down. We had a flag and everything. We we took an old uh, pillowcase and oh, wow. painted a pillowcase for our flag and hung a flag off the back of that boat. <laughs> that was those were some great memories. Now and and so you were never just kids when you were on that boat. Y'all were like pirates and oh, absolutely. And people always... Yeah, I think we named it the Explorer. Yeah, you did. It was called the Explorer. I forgot about and that. And I think our tree fort was the free bird. Yes, it was, because y'all were like birds up there. It was really too high, but I just kind of got over it and knew that you were older by the time you built that one. Well, I, I just want to say this. For moms out there that are listening, and maybe they have a, a small backyard in a city, or maybe they have a, a balcony off a condo or something... There's so much you can do to encourage a kid's imagination, and we're going to be talking about that when we come back. We have about two minutes. When we come back, we're going to talk about things that are really easy to contain. That that could. He's my two-minute warning is sounding today. I apologize. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to talk about things that are easy to contain that you could do on a balcony, even but will stimulate your kids' imagination and help them learn uh, to really appreciate and listen for the way nature instructs us and, and stirs our imagination. And I think that's important. And the reason I think imagination is important, I don't want to close this segment out without mentioning this, it is impossible to love others unless you have imagination. To love people well, you have to be able to empathize or consider life from their perspective. That is what compassion is. It is being able to relate to other people's needs and sorrows and joys. So imagination is crucial in all relationships and very important to the way we connect with each other. And that's why I love this episode because we can do a lot of that just in the backyard. (laughs) So true. Well, um, I think I might have 30 seconds if you want to throw something in. I'm watching the... My, oh, my, I was thinking about tree forts, and if you don't have hammer and nails and wood, I trim my some of my bushes, and I'll uh, make a big old pile and lean all the branches together and let my kids make that into a fort. I love it. That is so And great. then I get yard work done. 
I love it. Okay, so as we go to the break, I'm going to just say hi to my friend Roy Bryan as our tech. And he, he does such a great job. And since I had 15 seconds here, I just wanted to throw that out. He likes to be incognito, but I like to honor him every now and then. Anyway, so we're going to the break. And as we do, I want you to remember to go to kathycraffy.com. You might have heard that little blip. That was a happy face from Roy. kathycraffy.com, K-R-A-F-V-E.com where we speak truth with a Texas twang. Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. So when we left before the break, welcome back, by the way, if you're listening in, we were talking about the ways imagination allows us to connect with other human beings and why that's important. And because of that, that has really been informing the way we handle our backyard, actually our whole life. We're very intentional about providing opportunities for the kids to really use their imagination. And, and you know, they spend so many hours at school, especially school-age kids, I guess, that when they come home, they really need a place where they can unwind and relax and let their mind drift a little. So, Anna, I want to talk a little bit about how you create a sanctuary for your kids in the backyard or on the balcony 
and then how you can teach them some responsibilities and in, in, in a joyful kind of way with what you do with your outdoor space. So why don't you tell everybody about your fish tank? Well, I love your idea of the, the use of the word sanctuary, a place that's kind of set apart. Because what I've noticed with kids is they want a little destination, somewhere that feels special, yeah. whether it's a fort or like my kids have marked out a spot in the bushes that I'm just really careful to make sure no wasps have decided to home, you know, because they, oh. they gravitate towards this one spot in our bushes where they feel safe and like their secret. Oh, it's a little and, secret uh, hideout. I did. I love yeah. that. And so I started leaving them little things in there to find, you know, oh. to discover. Oh. And, but you can do that anywhere and you can do it on a, on a patio. Yes. So you were talking about my, our turtles. We have, I, we got inspired because my aunt growing up had these barn cats that she would bar, she'd borrow them. And when they were kittens, she and her family would love them and hold them and pet them and make sure that they were people friendly. And then when they became cats, she'd give them back to the barn and they would <laughs> keep the barn clean of vermin and she would get new kittens. So they had a constant procession of kittens and never any cats at their house, which is brilliant. That's so cute. And it was a service to her friends who had the barn. So in a similar way, I have a dear friend who loves animals, and she has a, a constant menagerie, just different animals that flow through her life. And she had turtles, and she offered us a turtle. So we got a fish tank, and we, you know, borrowed her turtle. And my son got to name the turtle and love the turtle. Oh. And, when it, and it spent a whole year in our backyard, and when it got too cold for the turtle... And, and, I mean, he'd go out and feed it, and we'd clean the water, and he'd follow it around in the yard. <laughs> when it got too cold, we released the turtle in, on one of the local college campuses in the pond with its turtle friends. Oh. And sure enough, like two years later, we're at the pond, and we're pulling up into the parking lot to go just, I don't know, ride bikes or have a picnic or something out there on the grounds. And he goes, oh, Timmy, Timmy the turtle. Oh, and he I love that. That's where we released the turtle, and the whole time we were there, he's looking for turtles in the pond in case it's Timmy. <laughs> I love that. That is so great. I, and I remember he he took such good care of that. And I I love the way your backyard became a place for him to learn some responsibility, and it was a joy for him. He didn't have to work at that at all. He could not wait to get out there and feed the turtle. Well, and it wasn't burdensome for us. For for my husband and I, it wasn't a long term commitment. Right. And it was, you know, it, it was humane. The turtle went back to a natural turtle environment. Yeah. And we didn't have to worry about having a stinky aquarium inside over the winter when, you know, that it would have gotten too cold in that smaller aquarium for the turtle. Yeah. And so it, it just worked perfectly. All of it. Well, let's talk a little bit about creating that sanctuary space. I love, I, I just love knowing that your children have already carved one out in your big, I know you have a big hedge of bushes. I can't wait. I, I hope they'll show it to me. I'm going to ask to see that next time I'm over there, but the, there are the things you can mom. do, even if you're doing it in pots on a balcony or like yeah. a grandmother might have a garden home with a porch. So I want to talk about this because you're a teacher. I know this is going to be right up your alley. We have all five senses. You have your vision, your taste, hearing, smell, touch. I think that's all five. And so when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, well, you can, you can, for the child that's very audio and needs sort of an audio hearing kind of stimulation, you can hang wind chimes. Um, mm -hmm. For the child that's. And you can, with uh -huh. audio too, you can have instruments like the way you keep tambourines and jingle bells and that kind of things. Or for older kids, yeah. you can have a real guitar. You can buy those used pretty easily. 
and allow them to take it outside, so it, which is better for the people inside, too. Oh, the noise can be outside true. in the sanctuary. But yeah. my sweet daughter wanders in circles around our brick planters with her little pretend plastic, plastic guitar singing to herself. Uh-huh. Her favorite place to do that is outside. I love that. Well, for visual kids or touch kids, you know, the tech, tactile learners, there's also the... Um, I mean, the outside really just combines everything. Because if you do a simple craft, I think I saw these at Walmart for like $5. You can paint a birdhouse or a bird feeder and then hang it for that child outside. I mean, how great is that? That you get to get a lot of, your money goes a long way when you pick out a craft like that. And also um, just barefoot. My kids love to be barefoot in the sand. Yeah. Or in the grass. You always, in our yard, always had kind of a designated digging zone where we knew we wouldn't get in trouble if we wanted to take a shovel and make mud in the yeah. yard, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's important. And, and kids, water like, buckets. the tactileness of those textures and just letting your feet be messy is yeah. um, healthy for, for development and for kids to engage with what they're doing that way. I think moms are so smart these days. When I go on Pinterest, I see these tubs that they put gravel in all their kids' cars, little, you know, like matchbox trucks and stuff in the in the tub, and the tub contains the mess. And I, I yes. think that's so brilliant. Um, and then I was also thinking about, like this I saw on Pinterest too, I'm going to do this in our backyard, where they paint numbers on a concrete block, and then it becomes like a hopscotch, or you could do tic-tac-toe the same way. And then they paint rocks for your markers on tic-tac-toe or whatever. I love that. I think that's that's so clever. I can't wait to do it at my house. And that's for kids that are more bit, you know, they're like motor skills. They are kids with lots of energy. My little daughter who hops, we did the ABC, yes. a letter on every brick around those planters. She likes to walk around and we sang that, you know, as she stepped on the letters, we were singing the ABCs to her. I love but, that. Um, Did you do it with chalk? But, and that was just chalk, so it could wash off. Wow. And do it, you know, then, then she can watch us do it over and over again. And for that, older kids with chalk, you can teach colors and, um, and even composition. My back wall is um, siding, and so yeah. I've chalked murals on my actual house because I can just take a soft, like a, a car wash sponge and a hose and just rinse my wall and get the chalk off. I so love I that. I saw the last one kids. you did. It was beautiful. Yeah. Not not everybody's as talented as you are. I don't think I could do that, but it's still fun to, to try something but different. Junior <laughs> high take, girls, takes junior, a lot of imagination. Girls love to get up, you know, in class on a whiteboard and draw on the whiteboard or the chalkboard. Oh. They love to paint. Elementary and junior high girls always want to paint a mural in their bedroom. Something and if you don't want to have, you know, a mural inside with paint that's semi permanent, you can you can do that outside with chalk and change it and erase it really easy. <laughs> I love that. Now, with the two, Experiment. The, the two uh, senses we haven't talked about are taste and smell. So I want to hit those just quickly, and then we can settle in on some of these real specific ideas if we have time. Uh, taste and smell both go in the garden. If you plan like a little vegetable garden, I grow herbs. I, I love my basil, and oregano has gone crazy in my yard. I'm actually transplanting it into other spots Rosemary does well in Texas. So depending mint. on which part of, yeah, mint. Watch out where you plant part of the mint. Country. It will take over your whole flower bed, but it's great ground cover and it comes back every year. Yeah. So depending on where you are in the country, there's something that 
will be a smell and a taste for your children in that sanctuary area that you create for them. And of course, don't forget to, we're, we're wild about tomatoes here in East Texas. So don't forget tomatoes are easy to grow for a certain period of time in a pot. Also, as far as uh visual and the idea of sanctuary, I've been thinking ever since you used that word, what makes something feel that way? And I think in part, like in my yard, I have these big oaks that create a canopy. And it it makes it feel protected, that the covering idea of sanctuary. And and also an umbrella. Or my sweet father-in-law just installed kind of an awning thing over my porch with some some rope and and some bolts into the side of the house and wrapped around a tree for me. I think but they even those, I think they call those sails. Yes, one of those. And even even something as simple as just a small, you know, they sell those inexpensive small cheap um beach umbrellas that are supposed to jab down into the sand. I you can love get a bucket those. and fill it with sand and then shove one of those in there and put it next to a little kid's chair on a patio, even an apartment patio. And yeah. create an area that it's attractive because it has that feeling of being covered. Yeah. There's something about that as humans that we desire. I love that idea. Those are so good. And don't forget, especially on a patio or if you're wanting to contain your space where, especially as grandparents, sometimes we don't want to walk across the yard with a small child because we're afraid we'll trip and fall. But so for whatever reason, if you're containing that space that you're going to have the child in, and then you're close to the house, you can hang twinkle lights. And then you have kind of yes. an outdoor magic space at night. Yes. And I saw uh, another one more thing, and that is they plant, painted the planter with glow-in-the-dark paint. And then you can fill that with trucks and sand for your babies, or you can put butterfly plants in there, or even some of their artwork. There's just so much you can do with that. Now, we have only two minutes left. Anna, do you have oh. any more ideas you want to share? Oh, the fairy garden. Do that for us in about two sentences. Oh. Speaking of destinations in your yard, my sweet mother-in-law brought my daughter and my son. She took, um, it's probably a hanging pot, actually, because it's kind of rounded on bottom, and it fills my arms if I hold it. And she filled it with herbs, different herbs that are all these brilliant oh. different colors, and put little pieces of um, sea glass that she just bought a bag probably at at Hobby Lobby, right oh. down the middle for a little path, and she let each of the kids pick out a figurine, and they're breakable. I mean, like, the figurines, they're they're breakable. We've already had to glue the legs back on the ferry twice. You have to but my daughter back. loves it. Every time she goes in the yard, she goes and checks on the ferry, and she picks, like, when the azaleas were blooming, she picked azalea blooms and used them as a little blanket for her ferry. And oh. the ferry goes on adventures in the yard with her. It visits her house in the bushes and oh. goes to the sandbox, and she builds sandcastles for it. And it's so I cute. love it. That is, oh, talk about imagination. Well, those, that's, that's a nice way to engage grandparents because they can be the ones that show up with the fairies. I love that. Okay, we, I'm, I'm going to close the show on that note. What a happy thought. To have grandparents and kids together in the yard using their imagination together. Nothing could be more sweet than that. So if you want these ideas and more, you can go to kathycraffy.com and you can even sign up for our blog and we'll send them to you every week. We won't mess up, like fill up your email account, but we'll send you some good ideas once a week. And we just love doing it. We love interviewing people that we think are awesome. So Truth with a Texas Twang spoken here, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank 
you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. All settled. Got in key. Yeah.